Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're covering a not-so-good NWA Saturday night on TBS from November the 10th of 1990. However, we've got a bunch of other topics that are going to be much more entertaining than this actual show was. I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Harper, and before I throw it to Doc, Harper is coming. At least he told us he was. I want to give a special shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, good old Justin. Thank you for your generous patronage each and every month. And uh, before we get into the show, a couple uh, uh, new patrons, James B., a new annual patron. Thanks for going annual, James. And some of these folks, I think, are moving over from from Podbean because we are officially finally shutting down the Podbean patron. And then one other one, Wolfgang Darren, new patron. That's got to be a rib on the D-man, and that's my only comment. I don't know. It's definitely not Darren uh, with the way he's mad at the show these days. And then welcome back to Patreon, Tony Montana. Thanks for coming back to the Hall of Fame, Bubba. Wolfgang Darren, Doc, how are you doing, and what do you think of that uh, handle? I'm not doing so good, man. Bad wrestling? Wrestling? Well, you know, by the time the people hear this, Wrestlemania would have happened. Yeah, it happens. But we're recording this, and we're about to get... We live where Wrestlemania is happening. So that means we're about to get descended upon by every Carney and Mark and Mud Show and Sexual Deviant and Cheeto Puff Virgins just all spilling into this area. Wow. It's going to smell like B.O. and fucking Cheetos around here. There's like a million shows going on, too. A million. We we actually talked it. We, we were going to go out and say it. We didn't go to the big ROH show because we decided we didn't want to, right? Just tell the truth, man. We're too lazy. That show is way like. he. Okay, so let me explain something. To <laughs> that all show is way over the other side of town. If you know, you know. And if you don't, let me tell you. People don't understand, like, how spread out where we live is. You could take, they've done this before, you could take the state of Connecticut here in the United States and lay it over the metroplex or a series of cities that we live in. And so for us to drive out to this thing on a Friday. That's the problem. Where it's discongested anyway, but it's a Friday would be like driving across the state of Connecticut. 
I mean, Hopper if is I'm driving across the state of Connecticut, is to stick my boot up Vince's ass. Oh, I thought you were going to say something classier. Hey, Harper, how you doing? You getting ready for WrestleMania this weekend? Yeah, I just want to see Steve Austin. That's it. Yeah, I think that's what my kid's saying, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. The kid's like, who's that? No, no, no. No, no. Really? He's been raised in a right household. We sat, we sat one time and watched the 20 greatest Stone Cold moments, and it's like two hours long on the network. And we watched the, him hitting Vince with a bedpan about once a month. <laughs> yes. That's right, man. You keep you keep Christ in Christmas. That's right. We we don't say happy holidays in this house. Yeah. It's, it's Merry fucking Christmas. We're going to watch Stone Cold come out. He <laughs> likes Kevin Owens. Uh, we're both looking forward to Brock and uh, Roman and everything else. Seems like a big snoozer. And it already happened if you're listening to this. <laughs> That's right. So hopefully, Wait, hopefully it'll be... Oh. Hopefully it'll be eight hours of the best entertainment Mike and I have tried to avoid. Um, speaking of WWE, before, uh, one thing before we find out how Mr. Circle Circle is doing over there. Um, Mike, your voodoo curses worked. Uh, Triple H I'm, finally retired. He won't be at WrestleMania this year to, to, to uh, go over on somebody. Like most things, that's a work, whatever. Okay. Whatever. It's a work? You don't yeah. think he? You don't think he's ill? You didn't hear what he said to Stephen A. What? He got two, choked up because he two, was talking. Two idiots talking and having a conversation. I, he I, was talking. I don't about, want... He got choked up because he was talking about like being afraid he was gonna like miss his daughters growing up. Uh, boo, freaking who? I mean, oh, oh, oh what a wow. dick! Did he this really say that? Of, this I is thought, the kind of. This is the kind of stuff. That Mike does behind, but I'm behind when we're off air. I'm just glad everybody's getting a glimpse of how you are when we in reality for these people. I mean, everybody, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, it's probably been a while since we talked about Triple H, but I'm not a fan. He's not a good person. Whoa. What's he got it? What they put in there? Like a shock collar in, in his chest? Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't look, look, you're mistaken you what I'm saying know. for wishing. You're mistaken. Yeah, why do you hate Stop people it. you don't know? You're yeah, mistaken. You're gonna want to cancel him. You're mistaking me saying I don't care for me wishing him bad. I don't wish the. I don't wish nothing bad on the man. I just. I'm not here for the sob story, violin playing for. For, him. I was thinking that if something happened to him, I could slide into Steph's DMs and maybe, uh, I could double date with Harper and Missy. Hmm. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. That oh, would yeah, be a Missy, hell, that'd be a hell Missy of a foursome. Missy show dressed like a uh, like she's in uh, Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, so, Harper, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. I ate some red beans, and I uh, remember that cartoon mask. I was yes. watching that. Yeah. But Jim you Carrey, red... you... no motherfucker, no. from the eighties. Oh, you you ate some red beans, boy. I feel bad for Tiffany tonight. Oh yeah, I've been lighting it up, bro. It's been I like bet the you have Ukraine over here, bro. Come on. Come on. Dude, dude them, them red beans. I mean, I, I, I as a kid, they 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 gave me the, the flatulence, but mm. man, as an adult, I eat a plate of red beans. Good God. Yeah. 
It is like she's World gonna be, War Three. She's going to be Ukraine. She's going to be calling for a ceasefire tonight. I know what I love. Like, I'll be in a bed and I'll fart and she'll get up to go do something. Like, she, but she'll know I fart it, right? And I, I just keep the sheets down just to, con, like, to still contain it. Just wait for her to, just wait for her to get in here. I'm like, <laughs> it's like putting a landmine in, in a fucking bed. Wait for, her, wait for her to step on it. Bro, I just looked it up. A cup of, of red beans has 184% of your daily intake of dietary fiber. Exactly. And, and 86% of the protein that you need. So it is a protein air biscuit brigade. Oh, yeah. Release the Kraken. Red beans will clean out that colon. Gross. Well, speaking of um, red beans and rice and those kinds of things, we have some not so good news to talk about, huh, Mike? Yeah. So we got to mention this because what happened? Our boy Rocky King. Oh, passed thank away. God fucking uh, Andy Dalton. Uh, we'll get to that shortly because whatever. Second string quarterbacks. I mean, I don't get why people get all worked up about them because. Nine times out of ten, if you're stop getting quarterbacks in, distracted. Whatever. Rocky King, uh, R.I.P. So, one of the things I wanted to mention about Rocky King, and uh, Ruben Espinosa brought this to my attention a couple months back. Uh, we, you know, we think of him as on this show, and lately, what they're doing to him is just the most disrespectful thing they could do to this man. But you know, he was pin me, pay me, because he was a good dude. Uh, well. For many years, I guess over the last decade, he's held like numerous what they call body slam for the homeless events, which were basically fundraisers to help the homeless out. That's good. And um, I was doing some research. He had Jeff Foxworthy at one of his events. No Uh, shit. I read that too. He he was like, Jeff uh, Jeff Foxworthy was like, he's a great guy. Yes. So, I mean, I'm just like... Look, man, we, we talk about this stuff with wrestling all the time, and, you know, we, we talk about these guys in the ring, and we talk about them, you know, the characters and all this stuff, but at the end of the day, we've said it a bunch of times about Rocky King, Rocky King was just a good dude, and he probably didn't get what he deserved, um, not probably, he was underappreciated and wasn't, didn't get what he deserved in pro wrestling, he could do everything he needed to do, but he came in an era, came up in an era where... You know, there were only a select few of black stars that would make it, like the big money. So, Rocky King, not saying he should have been a bigger star. I'm just saying, for an enhancement talent, and we've seen some bad ones in JCP on those Saturday night shows. Rocky King was not one of them. He was one of the better professional wrestlers. I mean, he is an all-around good dude. Guys that we know that knew him, like the Bobby Blazes of the world, talk about how great of a man he was. Held fundraisers long after his career where he raised money for the homeless. Just a good man and underappreciated in R.I.P. Rocky King because uh, I think I read, Doc, it was, I think he was waiting on a kidney transplant. Oh, shit. So it really sucks, man. It really I did not know that until I read it, but I think that's what I found in the on some news sites related to it. But man, Rocky King just just a good dude. I I hate the fact that like I now I realize why I couldn't get in touch with him. You know, he was dealing with health issues. He couldn't have the line tied up in case a kidney came in. Well I mean I you're you're trying to be funny here, but that's so true. 
Anyway, I've had a family member on the trans panelist before, and I'm not half joking there. Yeah, but it sucks because I really just, man, look, it's not going to make the news. Like, nobody's going to talk about this on, I mean, the hardcore fans like us will, but, you know, it, it, no, WWE's probably not going to do no tribute oh, to him. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> you know. You're not going to have yeah. anybody. If they did, they would probably show a picture of like sweet brown sugar by mistake. Ain't that terrible? Like, I thought that too when you. <laughs> <laughs> it's we ter- would, it's we really bad, man. Heartfelt condolences from the WWE to the family of Rocky King. <laughs> right. That's and not they show Rocky. a picture of another man. He was a good wrestler. He, he was. really was. He really was. You can go look like there. I remember I was looking at some of the worldwide years ago from like 85 or 86. Can't remember the exact year. And he was, he worked a match versus flair in one of those old Crockett towns, man. Them dudes went out there like eight to 10 minutes. And I mean, if you didn't know any better and you tuned in and had no idea who Rocky King was, you'd be like, wow, oh, this guy's pretty good. Like he didn't have any like person, like, you know, it, it wasn't flamboyant or anything. He didn't have like this personality, but you'd, be like wow this guy's a good wrestler you wouldn't have known who he was but you'd have said he's a good wrestler and like i think that actually just you know that's the picture of rocky king's career like you many people might not realize it but they he was a good wrestler here's the other thing not everybody can be the star yeah yep. continue were you saying something else or did you did you lose your connection no, I'm just, that's all I got to say is not everybody can be Hulk Hogan in the promotion. It takes, it takes a village to build a good wrestling promotion. Yeah. I mean, everybody gotta, plays a role. You got to be the stormtrooper, you know? Oh God, not the stormtroopers. You, you, no. you got to have, I'm saying you got to have. Someone's got to be the stormtrooper to stand there and sh- shoot some laser off and then get, and then get killed by Han Solo. Very true. You can't all but, be Darth Vader. Very true. But R.I.P. Rocky King. R.I.P. Rocky King. Um, It's always hard to transition out of this, Doc. What what you want to go to next? Because we got two other grand topics <laughs> during this pathetic Saturday night we're about to review. <laughs> okay. So, I don't really know how to proceed next, but I'm just going to say it. Ric Flair is my favorite wrestler of all time. And I got to tell you, the longer he lives where he's not wrestling, the more I wish he would go have one more match, and that's how he would go out. And I'm not wishing him to die. I just think he's lost in the world without being able to wrestle. It's the only thing he knows how to do well. <laughs> yeah. So, so what one we're, thing on this we're alluding he to well. here is there's some sort of parting of the ways with him, his podcast, and Mark Madden. And the interesting thing is how tied together Mark Madden has been with him over the last 30 years. So... I got a question for you, but I want you to finish whatever what you're saying first. About I just this whole I situation. see people on Twitter, and I don't understand this mentality. Rick used to be my favorite wrestler, but how he behaves now? What is how he behaves now? Take away from when he did in 1989. Yeah, for real, man. 
I love Chris Benoit's wrestling. He's a terrible, one of the worst humans you could ever conjure up, and he's burning in hell. But when the bell rang, he was awesome to watch. Couldn't cut a promo, but that's neither here nor there. So, I mean, I think it's unfortunate that Rick carries himself this way at 70-whatever years old. But it doesn't make me look back at this stuff with a different lens. So here's what I had. I, the question for you was, like, unlike me and Popper, you were, like, faithfully listening to Madden and Flair. And I, I don't know how you were doing it because well, I just could I, I listened to it every week. I could yeah. oh, okay. listen to it on every Wednesday. I would fucking click on it. There you go. Me and Harper are industry inside the industry of the podcasting industry business. <laughs> okay. We're all over the okay. digital platforms, and we are covering the event. I skipped one episode, and that's the episode we're in by 17. I think it was. He had to have a best of episode. We seemed a little er- That seemed like putting out one record, and then your second record is your greatest hits. <laughs> so, okay. I'm I, my question for you then, Doc, is literally a week, not even a week, a few days before this, like last week. I mean, this was recorded. Or what we're recording now is recorded a week and two days ago. But last week, you know, mid March, you were telling me the show was going well. So I'm confused. What happened that quickly? I thought it, I thought I told you that more in February. And I will agree the last few weeks have been not as good. He's just he he has no attention span. And when you can I mean, if you think Corral and Harper for an hour and a half every Wednesday or Tuesday night is a is a task and a chore. He's he's just all over the the road and he wants to talk about sports, but. He only likes the superstars, which I kind of get from his perspective, but he equates whether or not somebody is good to whether or not he knows them. Oh, yeah, it's he's just, a bandwagon. Yeah, that's that's it's fair. a weird thing that he does. Um, He's got some he, he has his crutch people that he likes, and I'm not saying that he's wrong. But it's always, and other people do this too. I don't get that Randy Orton is the best wrestler of all time, like some people seem to think. And I'm exaggerating a bit there. Like, there's nothing wrong with him, but he's never been my favorite wrestler. He said that AJ Styles is better than, is the best in the world, and that Daniel Bryan or whatever isn't on that top level. That probably made some people mad. Um... But the biggest thing is he he's got this he's real still red assed about Becky Lynch and he's oh, yeah. still, and he can't let it go. And look, man, I get I have kids. I get it, man. You're not you're not you can't be objective. But Come on. And Charlotte's phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. She's great at what she does. But it's just too much. Harper, so, do you agree? Yes. But if you can get if you can get Rick like on a story about like Harley or 
something that's like interesting. It can still be good. It's it still has moments. He's got the he he ain't got no memory though. He talks about the the. I've heard him talk about beating oh Kerry beating him at Texas Stadium, and he's like. Uh, it was 110 degrees. No, it wasn't. It was early May. It was what like, wrestler it, have you ever met that wasn't like that? Yeah, like, come on. He, he, I, people were dropping and passing out front row. Like, No, they weren't, Rick. It wasn't that hot that day. You can look it up. Where are you getting this memory from? Anyway, like that's a minor thing. But I thought, So basically, like, I don't know the, the, the thing, but he's no longer with Mark Madden. There's questions of so whether what happened. Not, I don't know, man. I thought I was hoping you knew. I don't know. That's what I was like. How they have a fallen out? <clears throat> it's got to be over money. That's a, that's always the the root of yeah. breakups. I mean, come on. It's always the root of breakups. Always. Like, if, don't get me wrong. There there can be personality conflicts, but to me, money always causes issues. Oh yeah. I mean, and I like, couldn't stand fucking. <clears throat> I couldn't stand Mark Madden's voice. Fuck. So the way, the way, keep going. I'm sorry, Harper. I didn't mean to break you off. I just pulled up the tweets, but go ahead. He's just so he. He's always hollering, like he's those yeah. guys you see on the fucking car dealership commercials. It's just in 2022, a 2002 Silverado. Like that's what he sounds like. So he's like Stephen A. Smith, is what you're saying? Yeah, there you go. Come on. I, I don't. Know. I'm not a Stephen A. fan, so you know, sue me if uh, or you know. Well, apparently he's there. going back to Conrad, but Conrad's keeping real quiet about all this. Yeah, because I'm looking. At... I've always wondered why wasn't he with Conrad to begin with, and I figured Conrad is his brother-in-law, so he knows him, knows him, Son and that's probably why. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm like, so the tweet from Madden on March 27th, like, I'm leaving the Flair Uncensored podcast effectively immediately. It's not a good fit for me, especially scheduling the prep and taping during my jam-packed work week. Thanks to Rick Flair and at Pod Heat for the opportunity and for understanding. He really didn't bash. I mean, he didn't say. I mean, I guess Flair took if, the, the. It's not a good fit your for side, me. Depending on which side you're going to believe, that has the makings of a fairly classy professional Break announcement. Up. Yeah, I'm I can see I bet Flair took the especially scheduling the prep and taping during my jam pack work week. Flair probably took that as disrespectful because then he tweets out love and appreciate you, Mark Madden, but actually I relieved you of your duties. Best of luck with your work. I'll be back and better than ever next Monday going home to my son in law at Hey Hey it's Conrad. So like and like Doc said, Conrad's being quiet. And then they then they went off and did their, you know, freaking pissing contest on Twitter. And I, at one point, I saw something Doc sent me that said, uh, uh, Madden told him, go have a drink, you'll feel better. <laughs> Come on. Come on. That, that was the last thing I saw. Here, here's what I've realized. First of all, there's there's 0.0% chance that Flair was typing that. And we can all laugh about the capitalizing the first words. Rick picks terrible people to work for him. He needs, he desperately needs a PR person that could, I mean, he needed one before this with the dark side stuff 
and all you know just his his public image has been a disaster for 20 years 15. He don't care. I mean, he just he doesn't care. He does not care. You know why? Because he can still go down to the Applebee's bar and have drinks bought for him until close. Oh God, that sounds that sounds horrible. That does, man. It's like that's not a good life. Applebee's. Well, he had a woman, and no matter how much anybody says, "Oh, we just decided to part ways. We're still friends." I never buy that. That is a bullshit lie. She wanted to stay home and he wanted to roam. Uh, no, I believe that. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he was, I mean, there's an Applebee's in every city, right? I mean. Yeah. It's a neighborhood uh, bar and grill. That's right. They had a hell of a pissing contest. If you want to know all the tweets, just go to it. I love, so which I just, side are you, Mike? Are you Team Madden or Team Flair? I mean, well, if I don't have, I can't have much of an opinion on the actual podcast because I didn't listen to it. I I, li- I heard not one episode. So what the I, fuck? But at the same time, Rick Flair, Rick Flair, from my from where I sit, never met him. Obviously, he just seems like he's a mess. A mess. He's a That's mess. That's a great. That is a. That is like. Think he seems like. Remember when you were younger, like the bratty, snotty girls who would get drunk and you'd have to deal with them. Oh in their, God! In their early twenties. Yes. Doesn't that kind of fit? Like. I would not want to have to deal with him on any type of business relationship level. Oh, there's. I just no way. I couldn't do it. Like, there's not an. I'm like, I mean, I mean people are gonna think I'm crazy. There's not unless, enough money unless you're asking him to wrestle a match, and then I think he'd actually take it seriously. Yeah, but if I'm because <laughs> like, it's if his you were, legacy. Yeah, if you were to say, "Hey, you can do a podcast with him. We're gonna pay you six figures a year," oh, I'd, I'd do be it. like, "Let's do it." Oh yeah. I don't know. Like, like, how long is it gonna last? They made it. How Who many cares? weeks did we they make paid, it? We get prorated for whatever, however long it lasts, bro. Right. Fuck the bitch. <laughs> you got to quit your job where you're at now for 20 weeks of pay. You're going to quit your job? Why do I have to quit my job? I ain't quit my job for this. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, what I'm that that's why I'm clarifying. It's flair, so you're going to be spending a lot more time dealing with it. You're going to edit why? it. I'm when I when I when I'm taking this into consideration, I'm thinking, "All right, you're going to pay me that I'm much gonna a year." I'm going to put as much time into prep as he as he does, so I'm going to be okay at the shoot. You job. can't get away <laughs> with that cuz you're you're the producer and host. That's not how it works. You're no, going to spend no, no. a lot more time on Are, it. You think Conrad's going to be chopping no, up the audio? You need to listen to me. I'm not saying that. Conrad's not going to chop up the audio because he's got people that work for him. Mark Madden is not chopping up the audio. Mark Madden's doing some prep, but he's not chopping up the audio. If, if I'm making $100,000 a year sh- for doing Let it, me I get my fucking point in, asshole. What I'm saying, if it's me, you, or Harper, we're going to be doing the bu- we're going to be doing that work. Because that ain't enough to pay people to do it for you, okay? And you're also saying I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hundred thousand dollars a year, but I'm gonna walk away from a job I've had for twenty years. You'd be dumb to take that job on with, with Ric Flair at the helm. With Ric Flair, when you're when you're not gonna have the job after twenty weeks, you you, you, you just trolling me now. Nah, you you wouldn't take that job because he's being stupid. He's, he got me worked up. He he did what he intended to do there. <laughs> 
That's no reason. Don't come over here and slap me. I'm going I'm to do like our buddy at work used to take. Piss off, okay? No. I, bro, I, I can't take Flair's side. I, don't, I ain't no Mark Madden fan, but Flair's a mess. Flair is a mess. I think this is heel versus heel, to be honest. Oh, it is. Yeah. Easily. Not even close. Definitely heel versus heel. And the thing of it is, is they had a lot of history, which is weird. I, I tell you, it's down to money, bro. It's got to be money. Well, apparently Madden came in and like helped with the book that he wrote like 25 years ago, whatever, oh, 20 years okay. ago. Uh, the root of all evil is money. That's right. I thought it was pussy. And the Dallas Cowboys. Shut up. Too. Harper's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did, did we did we put that to bed? I I don't know because I don't think we really know what's going on. Well, I, I, how about this? We'll have to keep monitoring the situation. Yeah, cover so the event. I'll put so on like a. Go ahead. So they like. So Conrad just like picked the podcast up and and it's gonna be, it's gonna be part of the Conrad. You know, umbrella. Or so whatever. I got a I got a question about that because I've been hearing on his show, he's doing an ad free shows thing where oh. him and Rick are doing a watch along with him and Macho from WDU. I wonder if Rick got confused and thought they were doing a one off, but he thinks his whole podcast is coming over. There. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> I mean, I just went to Con- Conrad's Twitter and I don't see nothing about no flair. Not nothing. Oh, oh shit. I, I, I so, uh, but here's whatever. the thing: I is it sad? Yes. Do I feel bad for Rick? In in sure. But it doesn't change what I feel about his what he contributed to the business. I just don't understand people that title. Look, people draw some weird lines about shit like this because we all all consume things in po- in pop culture from people that you wouldn't hang out with in real life that have done some heinous shit. Yeah. Michael Jack- are you if you listen to Michael Jackson, what are you doing? Well, we all like now here's the thing about human beings when it comes to this stuff. Those people everybody are everybody has their breaking point and their points are different at which they say I can't deal with that anymore. And so we're I'm also not sure who in the world's breaking point is Mark Madden and Ric Flair getting into it. <laughs> and we and we also, as human beings, make excuses for people we like and we will conveniently allow ourselves to keep supporting certain people because we refuse to believe some of the things that may be true. I say may because nuance is a real big thing. Allegedly. Yeah, you you just don't know. You could say now if I were to say, well, somebody was convicted uh, and it's not allegedly they like actually were tried in a court of law and you just get mad because they were convicted or they were not convicted of what they had done. You can't get mad if a person is saying I'm just basing it on what the fact the courts found and the jury found like. But we all have those things that. We will convenient. Like I know people who will defend Bill Cosby to this day. And then I know people 
who are like, I'll never watch the Cosby show again. Me, if I'm flipping through one day and I ain't got nothing else to do and I run across an episode of the Cosby show, I watch it and can still look and go, man, Bill Cosby was a piece of crap. It doesn't mean I can't watch. That's just how I roll. That's me. My breaking point is not there. What gets me is when people get mad at you because your breaking point is not what theirs is. I'm like, dude, I'm not telling you how to live your, it could say that the whole thing. I'm not telling you how to live your life. Don't tell me how to live mine. Like, that's what I mean by the breaking point. And that's the thing with Madden and Flair. Like what you're talking about, uh, Doc, people, dude, Flair, Flair's a mess. I'm going to say it again. He is a mess. And there's a number of reasons why I say that. And I don't want to talk, take 10 minutes to explain it. He is a mess. But it doesn't stop me from appreciating him as a pro wrestler. But the rest of his life, the other millions of things he's ever been involved in, he's a mess. And that's the best way to describe it. But that's not my breaking point. I can still watch his matches and go, God damn, man, a dude could wrestle and cut a hell of a promo. Now we can now now do you want to move on? Um do you want to talk about sissy slap fights? Yeah, see, this stuff is better than this show. I don't think people realize that. Like, we're being dead serious when we say that. This show was horrendous. I got a couple things from it, but yes. So, Doc, uh, Will Smith, Chris Rock, um, let's answer the question, and then we'll all explain. Uh, I'll ask you first, Doc. Work or shoot? I think it's a shoot that's going to turn into a work. Because <laughs> everything's a work. It's just where where in the timeline, in the process, and in, in the in the throughput, if you will, is it gonna is it gonna turn into a work or did it start as a work? I think. All right, Hopper, work or shoot? Uh, I guess a shoot. I'm shocked. Both of y'all think it's a shoot. I'm really shocked. Bro, you think everything's a work? I like okay, so I'll give my answer and of course I'm a total line again. I think he was fucking drunk. Who was drunk? Goddamn pal pronouns. Will. Will Smith. Yeah. Something was weird there. Cause he flipped a switch real fast. <laughs> because Bruh. his wife fucking tapped him on his fucking uh, knee and said Handle this. Yeah. You fucking bitch. Keep my keep my wife's name out your mouth. Well, yeah. What about that dude that had his your wife's name all in his mouth? I mean, I, I, um, okay. When I first saw it, I was like, I think that's a shoot. But then I watched it way too many times and had a discussion with my wife about it. And I, I, wrestling just has it's corrupted me. I, I okay, feel so like it was the, a work. What's the angle? Where's yeah, the, what's the well, angle? Right. So what's I was told. This? What's called? <laughs> I was told that, and maybe one of y'all can look this up. Um, Chris Rock is starting a tour this week, or um, oh yeah, bro, the tickets are selling like crazy. They are selling like crazy. But wouldn't they have sold like crazy anyway? Um, they've sold a lot more tickets since the slap happened. The average this... price is uh, three hundred bucks. I, I mean, look, I'm I'm corrupted. I, I I can freely admit, and I'm I'm open to someone telling me I'm crazy. I am corrupted. By like, I get it if it's like a mid Carter out there, but Chris Rock is Chris Rock. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm corrupted, and I just I I there just is no, I question and, everything. And here's the thing: it don't make no sense for Will Smith, who's about to like win Best Actor, and he's trying to transition. He's trying to like he's Denzel's understudy for being the next like big 
you know, senior black actor. No, that's my that's the problem I have with like thinking it's a work, because in my mind, I go, why would this man go up there and do that? Because in my eyes, from what I hear, what I'm hearing in the media. And again, this is my wife. I'm talking to a lot about this. I feel like he's all of a sudden he being Will Smith is like like mega heel. Like he's the he's he's just he looks bad in this situation. He chose violence and and he violated Chris Rock's safe space. Well, no, it's not just that. It's just he like Chris Rock. It, here's the I, I hate this thing because now comedians are supposed to censor themselves, which I, I no. Really, see, not, that's the biggest problem. Of all this is. We're supposed to tell jokes and figure out who's going to get their pussy sore. Right. That's that's a problem. That is that's a not how this works. If you pay the ticket, you take the ride. Well, and that's see that how. that's 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 where we're getting at here. So like and look, I'm not trying to tell you what to be offended at or not be offended at. My point is like, at what point do you are you now trying to expect comedians to now? regulate their comments because you can go back and look at this stuff in the 80s and 90s bruh these comedians back then they had no chill and it's kind of what made some of them what they were how would they and i get the world has changed but what do you expect like is he supposed to bruh i hate to tie this back to something with cody and aew is he supposed to have a focus group and tell his joke to so that he can figure out if the focus group is going to be too offended by his comment don't get me wrong i realized once he said it i was like oh that's pretty stiff but bro you it gotta wasn't. learn how to it was gotta stupid. Learn. hold on you gotta learn how to no sell stuff man that's a big problem nowadays in society you better learn how to no sell otherwise you're gonna be offended all the time and people will constantly pick at that scab learn to no sell learn to no sell and they should have kicked them out the fucking building they, they should. Well, that's that's another reason why people are saying it was a work. Why didn't he get kicked out? I think because it was black on black violence. No, come ain't on. Got, shut up. Now you being stupid. <laughs> you got nothing to do with it. Can we all just get along? So what was what was like Denzel coming over to like comfort people and shit? I don't know, man. Get get out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> it's, it's well, just like. Did. He did. He said it was going to be handled like family at the at the sunshine room or whatever. Okay. At at she she's at she she's. <laughs> Y'all stupid I, man. Y'all stupid. I just I don't watch award shows, so I didn't know anything. I was going over to check out some Twitter stuff, and I was like, "Holy crap!" First of all, if I was going to think. How does Will Smith slap somebody? That's exactly how I think it would look. <laughs> All I know is when you slap somebody in pro wrestling, you hit him on the meat of the neck. And I swear he hit him on the meat of the neck on the side. And that does sound off when you hit somebody. But what's there. what's the payoff for Will Smith? That's my problem with this whole thing. Like the payoff. He's richer, he's richer than fucking all outside. And he's about to win Best Actor. Yeah, that's my problem with calling it a work. Like, what's his payoff? Because he be- he comes off looking like, put it this way, when his wife was in that entanglement, and trust me, I heard all about it because mm. I'm married to a black female. By entanglement, you, you said when she sat on that dude's face? 
So my wife's telling me all about the entanglement when it happened. So I'm thinking, all right, this dude is like, he's baby face number one, man. Like he's, and then he's on TV crying. <laughs> like mm. this dude is a baby face. And he went from baby face to straight up. What that piss is wrong with you, Will? Now, don't get me wrong. Some people are like, he did right. He defended his wife's honor. Yeah. Okay. If that's how, if that's what makes you sleep at night, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, bro. Chris Rock looks like a real man for just standing there taking it and going, all right, on with the show. Yeah. Like I said, Will Will comes across looking bad. But that's just my thought, dude. He looks bad. But I, but I mean, here's the thing, you could. I am not telling you, it's not a work. Like I'm not laughing at you for saying it's a work, or I think it's a work, because everything's a work. My whole thing is at what? See, I think it was a shoot, but they're gonna start working it. Like they'll they'll make a movie together now, <laughs> <laughs> and get all of everybody's money. Like for real, if that happens, right. Right to to promote unity in the community, if you know what I mean. I'm no man, like you're on to something. If that if that happens, like come on. But I don't think it was a work at the beginning. But that doesn't mean we've lost the ability to turn to turn it into one. So what do you think they're gonna do if they turn it into one? Make a movie and cash yeah. in. It'd be on a celebrity boxing. Just a nah, movie that- though. Could turn into a franchise. These guys have history with that. History Buddy comedy. They'd be the next Eddie Murphy and and uh, what's his name uh, Martin. Eddie Murphy and uh, Nick Nolte. No, Martin Lawrence. <laughs> so I I just don't the next see the, I don't black. see the immediate payoff or angle. But I'm with you because I, I believe you when everything's at work. I just think we haven't seen it play out yet. I mean, look, I'm not 100% saying it's a work. Let me let me make that clear. I, I just, I question it. Kind of like that discussion we had a few weeks back, Doc, where we had this discussion about, like, how wrestling ruins you. It just does. It ruins you. you oh, you, I, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I don't, I, I don't believe the apologies yet because they, they exchanged enough money to make it right. I mean, shit, Christopher had to make nice to Vito after he threw a sandwich at him in the pork store. <laughs> Wait, what? When was that? Remember, remember when Adriana was, they went looking for Coke and they, the car, you know, and, yeah. and then Christopher <laughs> went to the spec to the pork store or something and they started making jokes and laughing. And like Christopher called him a fat fuck and like threw a sandwich in his face or something. And Vito was like, you can't do that. I'm a captain. And so when they're all making up at the end, Tony goes, you threw a sandwich at Vito. That's got to be made right. (laughs) You threw a sandwich at Vito. God, what a show. What a series. So the biggest news is, I think they decided that wrestling is better than award shows and decided they needed some wrestling in their award shows. Yeah. Mm. That's what's going to happen next year. 
still put through hopefully, somebody, somebody hopefully through Hopefully Kevin Owens and Machine Gun Kelly show up, and he stunners him and power bombs him off the stage. Yeah. I watched that I watched that not too long ago with my kid, too. That was a great moment. It really was. He popped on it. Yeah, because it was good. It was good. He goes, look at that skinny little dude. Kevin Owens needs to stunner him. <laughs> I was like, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Any more thoughts on the award show Academy nonsense? Well, it shoot? certainly got the broads up in arms, you know. Boy, did it. Let me guess. LaFonda was up in arms, too? Um... She thought that Will Smith was 100% in the wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mine did, too. Oh, yeah. yeah and it's fucking G.I. Jane. You know how old that, that shit was? That was? And the other thing is the joke was terrible. Right. <laughs> G.I. Jane, too. Like, if, if, if he'd have made a joke about, like, if she had, like, bowel cancer, cancer and, like, her asshole falling out, okay, maybe. Look, I get it. I'd rather have hair than not have hair. But alopecia ain't in the world. But see, then you get into the, go on with your life. You you're getting back into the thing now about which this goes back to the breaking point. What's your breaking point? What's the point at which you get mad? And that you bought a ticket. You take the ride. If you're in that audience, you know that the host may may come your way at some point. I don't no. think she bought a ticket first off. So I, I, I'm going to think she got in free. It's metaphorical. It means she put her ass in that seat. I get yeah. it. But we know that people go, what do you mean bought a ticket? It's free. What, 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 you, know, you got guys like Darren and Nancy. Oh, what the fuck, bro? Hop? I mean, you think Jada Pinkett Smith is buying a ticket? Maybe. Yo, maybe maybe Bob Cottle no ticket. Maybe Bob Cottle has a wig in that box for her. Oh, come well, you on. Need to, you He's need to hit the fire. You need, a, you need to hit the five-star review, and then I'll get started on this episode. 48 okay, minutes in, me, 47 we got a couple, minutes in. We got a couple of five-star reviews. What a mess the world is. We're, we have, like, real problems, and we're worried about the foursome of Mark Madden and Ric Flair and Will Smith and Chris Rock. That they, is ain't worried about, they ain't worried about us. Very true. Yeah, we just spent dude. 40 minutes talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, we got one from a fella here. It says, hi. Uh, it's a five-star review. His name is Chris. I cannot say the last name. I don't know how. Oh, well, D-A-U-C-H-A. Zoucha? <laughs> Chris Zoucha. There's no in there. I, That's Hopper. <laughs> it's Chris. It's Chris Zaha. Or as Hopper says, Zoncha. Because he can't he thinks there's an in there. Well, it's why is it Zaha? That don't make no sense either. Exactly. I don't know. It's German or something. I don't remember Bullshit. what he told me. This is He's America. a good kid. He's a good kid. Well, let me He's help one of this the good greatest people. Your last name is Zouch. Remember how the immigrants would come over to Ellis Island and they're like, look, your name's Toby. Yeah. Okay. So here. Wow. Your name going is to Chris. Hell. You really going to hell. Chris Zoucha. Zoucha. Zoncha. Or Zoncha if Harper's there. Okay. All right, so anyway, uh, we got this in from Chris. I believe this is his fourth or fifth review, so we do appreciate <laughs> you, Chris. And we do appreciate your love of the, the the most infamous guy with moles on his face in the world. More Motorhead talk on this show than any other wrestling podcast should be six stars. I want to add to this. 
as far as Patreon membership goes with BTT, you absolutely get the most value for your dollar. Plus, I really like the TurboGrafx-16 talk as well as Sega Genesis. Ten, <laughs> ten zillion stars. I love that dude. He's 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 a good human being, a great human being. Eat the rich, pal. Eat the rich. He is a great human being. I love Chris Zoncha. He's a good dude. Oh man. Okay, we got one more. Yeah, we do have another one. This is from some guy named one 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 hashtag f a n n. That's like his third or fourth one too. But continue. Well, it got cut off, but it says, thanks for the most entertaining dot, dot, dot. So I didn't get the Thanks for the title. most entertaining show going today. Now read this. There one. you go. Five stars, as always. Uh, it's an awesome show. And then Harper, he has like the devil horns. There you go. And then a tongue, green tongue sticking out, I think. I can't see. I got my readers on. I can't see it. Um, hope it's around for a long time with two beer glasses clinking together. Cheers to all three of y'all. We ain't going oh. where. Where else would we go? Oh, bro. You know what I had what? to do on my day off? Oh, let's hear it. I had to go in for some meat, right? Oh, God, that's the worst. And it, and it was like I was in the episode of The Office from Hell. Was, and, it, diversity, was it diversity training? No, it was. Oh, come on, Doc. It was uh, leadership training. Are you a leader? No. I was like, what the fuck are we leaving? <laughs> we had to sit back to back, right? And I had a picture. He had to tell the other person. How to draw it? Yeah, you had to describe it and have them draw it. <laughs> what What you really ought to know, don't want to know, is how much they paid for y'all to do that instead it, of just giving y'all another percentage on that raise. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like what? What's why is the reason for it? Like, fuck y'all must so, get tax so, breaks or some shit. Let me help you out here, and and the facilitator for the session. Um, so Christopher, uh, Chris, I'm sorry, it's Chris. Yes, Chris. Um, what it, throughout the exercise? Um, what did you learn from that that you think you could apply to the job? Oh God, no, they didn't say say that shit. Oh, so they were cl- they were going through the motions too. Okay, that's great. Right. Yeah, and then they had they had this little like Lego, kind of like a little tower type thing, with just a few little Legos, and they would give your team the Legos. It was four people, and then you had to go up and look at it for twenty seconds, and come back and describe it to them, and they had to put it together, and then. A minute later, someone else came up, and they looked at it for 20 seconds, and then they came back and described it. What are we, 12? Bruh. So, Harper, how long did this last? Like two hours. I was like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) (laughs) So, that right there is kind of like what having a corporate job is like all the time. Oh, God. Hey, Faye, brother, Ixnay on the Ixnay stories, eh? And then they gave us uh, spaghetti, like a couple of things of spaghetti, you know, not cooked. Fuck a spaghetti and tape and and one marshmallow. And, yeah. And you had to build it kind of like a little a tower. tower. 
as tall as you can do it and put the marshmallow on top and it had to stay up there. So did you learn that you had to share resources and work together to build the tallest tower? That's pretty much how it was. So when you're at the job, you know, we're a team and if we're working together, <laughs> then we're stronger than we are alone. That's right. Oh. Oh, it's like nah. the fucking ninja it's like the ninja turtles. That that's a great analogy. What was your name again? Chris? Great yeah. analogy. I, you know, I, I watched those when I was a kid too. Um, so back to the Legos. What did everyone notice when how they were feeling when they were uh, trying to remember what Legos were missing from the tower? Yeah, it was bad, bro. So if if we live that, if I live day that, off, all my fucking why, day off. Well, that's why I don't watch The Office. He said that uh, years ago. He's like, I can't watch The Office. It's my life. Uh, <laughs> I, I spent I've 40 hours it. doing it. That's how my dad couldn't watch Mad Men. He's like, I lived this shit. There you go. <laughs> I would have loved to have known Daddy Hopper, man. He's. <laughs> I have a feeling it would have been a four-man booth. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> we would get him on here, and it would be gold. Oh. Hey, I want to I want to find out the answer to a question, Mike. Uh-oh. How fast can we make it through a 2-hour Saturday night episode in a review? I'm going to shoot for 30 minutes cuz this Let's episode is bad. Uh, so what I'm, is it? Hey, Harper. What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah. What's in the box? Let me well, get the uh the video version right? going. It says like what, 2 hours. Yeah. Mike, you um, really do need to go back and watch 7 sometime. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. I'm not kidding. I'd... It really is one of the best movies ever. Yeah. Seven it... deadly sins. Seven really ways is... to win. Seven holy paths to hell and your trip begins. Remember that? No. Seven downward slopes. Seven bloody hopes. Seven are your burning <laughs> fires. Seven only... your desires. I only not... remember... Give me a break. Ooh, yeah, I sure <laughs> deserve it. What's that from, Doc? Well, I don't know. Fucking Iron Maiden. Seven Son of the Seven Oh, son. yes. Yes. <laughs> I need to get my kid into Power Slave. Yeah, there you go. He's got, he likes some of like the earlier stuff. I like fucking Aces High. That's, That's a great song. Favorite. He likes that song, too. Yeah. He loves <laughs> The Trooper. Chris, oh, yeah. don't you ask for more Motorhead talk? We're going to give him some Iron Maiden. Okay. I don't think my nine-year-old's ready for Motorhead. <laughs> no. Because Motorhead's badass, but his voice, it's like drinking beer. You got to hit it at the right age. You got to be ready for it. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll just, you know. Hey, man, I got another RIP real quick. Um, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters. That oh, yeah. Quite, incredibly sad. 50 years old. Badass drummer, world class by all accounts, a really, really good dude, well beloved. Had to break it to the nine year old the other morning that one of his favorite bands drummer died. He was real sad. He was upset by it. So, uh, RIP out there for that too. I I thought you were gonna keep going. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't do an yes. RIP that takes thirty minutes like you do. Right. We we went on we went a lot longer on other topics besides Rocky King. Well, 
we'll get the video version of this going. Doc has challenged me to get through this week's episode of Saturday Night in 30 minutes. I don't know if we'll do it that quick, but we're certainly going to breeze through it. Uh, so this week's show starts. We got Bob Cottle. Uh, we're at center stage and they open the show. It's slightly clipped off, but Cottle is holding a box and we catch the tail end of JR and Bob Cottle teasing that something is in the box for Teddy Long. Before we get into the show, though, I want to mention something related to something we've been discussing about for a few weeks now with this uh, the juicer thing in Art Bar. So I got an email from longtime Hall of Fame uh, an author, Hall of Fame Patreon member and author Ian Totten about Art Bar. And I wanted to address Art Bar because I'm getting a lot of messages about how we aren't hard enough on Art Bar. So I just want to set the record straight. Nobody is defending Art Bar here. I hope there's a hell and I hope Art Bar is being tortured in it 24-7. Now, nice. I want... I want to read the email uh, about Art Bar uh, that I got from from Ian. And Ian goes on to say, I've actually looked into the Art Bar conviction pretty extensively. The girl's age was listed as 17 at the time of the offense on some documents, 19 on others. Barr tried to play it off that he thought she would have consented if they were in a different situation. So I'm not sure uh, what Art Bar meant by that. People have downplayed what actually happened because he was one of the boys and they gave him a pass because he was supposedly a good guy. Let me finish, Doc, before you jump in. Basically, um, they were wrestling at an armory that night. Art Bar met this girl, dragged her into a dimly lit stairwell and brutalized her. Some court documents state that he had uh, she had bruising to her face. Others omit this fact. Afterwards, he left her there and went home. She was found by other fans bar was and is a piece of shit uh ian i can't agree with you anymore i totally agree he's a slimy piece of garbage and um like i said if there's a hell i hope he's burning in it was this at wcw that. or was this when he was i think it was up in in pacific northwest oh. and, and let's be clear we 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 take care we say you know we try to take care of the children the pets and the and the and the females not necessarily in that order oh right. uh Rape is wrong no matter if she was 17 or 19. Uh, wrong is wrong, as we always like to say on the show. So, again, yeah, piece of shit. I got, I got I mean, whatever. So, I don't think we. I don't so, think we talked extensively about it, though, with him just, you know, the I didn't fact know that, they, that much. About it. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I agree. Like, I hadn't looked into I only knew the bits and pieces that I read, but, like, Ian also sent me this newspaper article from uh, when this happened. And, dude, he, he's our bar. Is slime. I mean, I, there's no other way to say it. Just, just garbage, and it makes. Okay, the, so here, I'm not trying to absolve that. We've we've dealt with that, and piece of shit got it. No problem saying it. No problem believing it. I so, next part. So WCW hired him after knowing this. That's the if, thing. If it's that's what I, so if, so. They're going to tell Tully Blanchard, oh, fuck you, we can't hire you because you failed right. the piss test. But this motherfucker, they just let him fucking walk in. I mean, that's how I take it. Jesus I'm sorry. Christ. Well, I'm sure some here's people the, here's would say but that's how I take it. His dad was in the business. I wonder if his dad knew Ole and it was a favor. Oh. I mean, Tully's dad was in the business, so I mean, like... But Ole might have had some sort of yeah, a recent grudge. Well, Oli wasn't. Well, no, that's Oli wasn't. Th was Oli, no, he wasn't. They brought him in. Okay, never mind. No, no, no. He was gonna be there. He was gonna be like the JJ manager type of the horseman. And when Tully failed the test, and they decided not to hire him, 
that's when they decided, oh, well, we'll just throw Ole in this role with Arn for a short time period, but then that didn't last long. Okay, Man, so look, let's, Harper's we're right. going to get through this. So Cliff Sheets here facing Tom Zink. Build well, from want, Denton. What? I just want to say Harper's absolutely right. They should have hired Tully. I mean, all he did was sure. supposedly fail a test. Yeah, but yeah Z-Man, uh, first match is Z-Man taking on Cliff Sheets. Z-Man does, does his job. He gives us a chance to catch up on some Zs and... Bob Cottle and JR keep teasing the box that they have for Teddy Long. There's a surprise for Teddy Long. I wonder what's in the box. Cliff uh, Sheets back... is billed from Denton, Texas, which there is here in this, this, uh, y'all's area, huh? Yeah, it's on our area. It's in the top part of the Connecticut area. And he died in 2019 from a heart attack. So much like Kobe, he never had to deal with coronavirus. Oh. Is You're that like close, y'all? Like close, close, or like. No. Uh, so it's on the it's on the top of the Metroplex. So if you're from like Dallas or Fort Worth, it's about 35, 40 miles north. Oh, okay. It's far. In traffic, it's far. Oh. It's too damn far. It could be an hour and a half, two hours. People don't understand what this traffic is like down here. It's fucked up. Fuck that. It's too damn far. Like I told you, Harper, Fort Worth to Dallas. It's like driving, mileage-wise it ain't, but it's like driving from New Orleans to Baton Rouge. Too damn far. God damn. You can live on the south side of, not south side, but south of the Metroplex, like where I live, to drive to Denton is an hour. It ain't happening. So, yes, and that's it. There's no, no traffic or construction or wreck or whatever. Z-Man is going to win, and that's what we got. Right, Doc? Uh, C. C is love or die. Yeah, he yeah. hits his... Whatever this finisher uh, crossbody bull crap it's, is. It's a fly crossbody. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited by it, right? We go to the next match. Magnum Force. This a is tag team. Up, dude. Who are these shitheads? Dude, I, who there is no way to tell from what they're about to do here. <laughs> Magnum Force versus Tim Parker and Joe. The Furrier, but which, here's uh, can I can I get can I have this? Please go ahead. These two guys are Magnum Force, but on the Indies or in other promotions, they wrestle as Maximum Overdrive, and what? one of them is billed by, as Jeff Warner, but Jeff Warner is J.W. Storm's real name. They named themselves after two movies, right? Uh, okay. It's so I have no idea what's going on here. And I believe JW Storm is replacing one of these guys in the future, but I'm so confused at this point, I'm not sure. Isn't this the team that was at the clash that time, Doc, that we did? They're gonna be thought... at, at um or they're coming the up at one. the next clash. That's right. I yeah, I don't know. This is what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, they gotta slow dude... this shit down. And they look like the ring lords. They really do. That's exactly who they look like. It's dumb. Super duper dumb. It's like fucking Al Madrill and Brian Diaz had a baby with that guy in the ring. <laughs> yeah. All right. 30 minutes. I mean, it's, I mean, what is it? It's bad. <laughs> yeah. They're just bullshit. They're so moving bad. too fast. Nothing is registering. 
Well, Bobby they probably are trying to you. get to the end of the match so they can find out what their real name is supposed to be. <laughs> Boogie, nothing about you says computer or technology is, is my is my notes. I mean, I, I got nothing. Anyway, um, they are going to be at the Clash. The Steiners actually, if you're watching the video version on tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, the Steiners actually cut a promo talking about wrestling Magnum Force at the Clash that's coming up in a few weeks on our Patreon feed that we'll review, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Magnum Force is going to win when they hit, they use actually Butch Reed's finisher. And uh, I was like, wow, that's interesting. You went with Butch's finisher. Oh, good. Uh, The shoulder tackle off the top. You'll see it here on the replay. I I don't get that. I'm like, what? I don't know. Why? Well, that's the clothesline. But they hit Butch's foot. There it is. There it is. I mean, this is essentially Butch Reed's finisher. Like, hmm. So be it. Um, Doc, you got anything else, or can I keep going? Nope. Fuck okay. that. So we go then to the wrestling wrap up segment, and God, they play that awful black scorpion segment again with the magic and the scorpion disappearing and the girl disappearing with scorpion and then scorpion being rescued by or the girl being rescued by sting and blah, 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 blah. You know what that looked like? What? That that set up. It was. it, It was like a Halloween dance at a high school in 1987. Just looks so bad. It was just a bunch of cheap shit thrown up there. Doc, you got any response to that? Hard to argue. Yep. So then um, they come back to the wrestling wrap-up with Gordon Soley, and Soley is uh, walking us through uh, the... Uh, where at first he walks us through some stipulations about the Black Scorpion in order for him to appear on TV again. And then this is followed by Stan Hansen, the U.S. champ, and words that he has for Luger, and then it's followed by Luger. And Luger, before he faces Stan Hansen again, he's got to go through the Motor City Madman. And we then see a clip of the Motor City Madman in the ring training, or something like that, if you want to call it training. And at the end of the clip, the Motor City Madman says, I'm ready for you. Uh, not very appetizing in wanting me to uh, watch this match that potentially Luger and Motor City Madman are going to have. I still can't get past the Motor City Madman segment with Paulie from last week. Doc, did you have any thoughts on this wrestling wrap-up? I'm going to steal a Harperism and say Mad- Motor City Madman is a dollar store Big Bubba. Yeah. Is that who you think he... I don't know. I was trying to reach for something, bro. I'm trying to get to the to the quote. quote so here it is. This is... Look at this, Harper. I'm not going to play the audio from it because there's music playing and I, I wouldn't be... I'd have to edit it all out anyway. So there's music playing in the background. Paul Lee is like... I guess look at this guy. Pointers. The acting is... I mean, I can get... Oh, the... Oh, this was when they were at the pool hall when he finds them with that. Yeah, okay. I forgot yeah. about that. So that was last week, and now this is this week. They're in an empty building, which they probably were in a lot of empty buildings during this era. And now Motor City Madman is about to start, quote unquote, training. And look at this, Hopper. Um, this is the training. That's Paul. Lee. That's Paul Lee. That one guy on the left. Yeah. 
that that literally that's him. Uh, the right, Ric Flair. Right, that's dude. him right there. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, this is the quote unquote training session. He looks like the biker guy from from uh, Raising Arizona. I don't even remember what he looked like, and I've seen that movie. I think it's hilarious. That was Randall Tex Cobb in yeah. real life. All he's right. like a boxer. He was a boxer? I think so. Well, the training session ends. Like I said, he tells Luger, uh, I'm ready for you. And mm. then we go to a match with the big cat. Gentleman right here, punching away at uh, Scotty Williams. I believe this is Mr. Hughes. Big we saw him last week, didn't we? No, no, no. He wasn't last week. He went on. This is yeah. No, we haven't seen him yet. Oh, okay. Since we've been doing shows. Anyway, uh, power slam, followed by he does Luger's finisher to I guess mock Luger the torture rack, but then he drops the guy and pins him, and then we see Chris Zoncha's Game Boy replay uh, coming up for the replay to so watch the finish. Uh, Doc, uh, any thoughts on the big cat here and what goes down? How generic of a name is that? Big cat. Well, I know he played football at, at Kansas State. You think that's why? right? But the big cat Ernie Ladd was the big cat Ernie Ladd. Oh, that's, He's that's just true. big cat. He's also getting to use the rack there. I don't know. He, he, Curtis Hughes is a guy that came in like he is firmly square in my dark period. Yeah, he's good. He, he's good. He, I'm not trying to knock him. So yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't I'm saying I don't know. I'm gonna tell you this. I made a note right here that up until this point in the in the show, the crowd has been dead. Yeah, we got the text from you. I think you were 45 minutes in at one point. And you were like F, <laughs> F, F. There's the Game Boy replay, Chris Zoncha, so you can uh, enjoy it. Next, we got the juicer versus someone who's been on a winning streak, J.W. Storm. I bet Javorski, that friggin' moron in Pittsburgh, uh, cranked to this nonsense. The juicer is out there with the juice patrol. It continues to be dumber than Norman. He gets in the ring and he sprays silly string at J.W. Storm. Actually, I'm sorry. Let me correct myself. They run a spot and then he sprays the silly string at Storm. And I just couldn't take it anymore and i just was wanting to harm myself watching the stupidity of this what do you have from this crap doc um my first note at the beginning of this match is can we please see some stars yeah because we're almost 40 minutes in and haven't had any besides no. count the luger promo and the juicer is I mean you we had our conversation about bar. I'm not trying to go back there. But this is a I don't care who's playing that role. This is a small time territory gimmick. It's dumb. I get it. Can I I've, get, I've Yeah, go ahead. Can I get thirty four thirty? Okay, so it's thirty four. Let me go back because I was too there far. You go. Okay, we're at thirty four right twenty two now. So that's a what pretty big move at? right there. The, the lariat on the apron? Lariat on the outside. And then this was not something you saw in the United States in 1990 a lot of. Yeah, through the ropes. I get, I get it. 
But this has been lame. The whole show so far has been pretty lame, pretty tame, pretty quiet. It's bad. So for the finish, Storm gives the juicer a big boot, and then he tries using the ropes to steal a victory. But then old trucker Norm gets in the ring and jumps on the juicer. The bell never rings. The bell never rings. Uh, I say jumps on a juicer. I guess jumped on Storm. The bell. Let me repeat. The bell never rings. Norman interferes, and the bell never rings. Nick Patrick awards the match to the juicer, even though Trucker Norm is the one who got in the ring and jumped on Storm. Stupid. What are we doing? I I, I don't know. This is so stupid. Bad. It's hor. It's it's not even, bruh. All the time I think of the times I've, I'm critical of modern or stuff nowadays. And Airtight. I just think of, man, this is terrible. Now, maybe this will class it up, though, for us. Because we go to commercial and come back. And we actually show, we see a clip of Steve Armstrong versus Stan Lane from the Power Hour that aired earlier on this day on TBS on Saturday morning. Um. And then after we see that, we go to, uh, and I said Steve Armstrong, I mean um, Tracy. Is that, no, is that Tracy or Stan? Steve, no, that's Steve, what am I saying? Steve Steve. versus Stan. Uh, And then we go to the match, the next match, it is Steve Armstrong versus Buddy Landell. So we've got a couple of Smoky Mountain Wrestling alum here, thank God. And this is the second, (laughs) Buddy's flexing, the second round of a match in the running of the gauntlet. If Buddy wins, Buddy gets 5,000, but if Steve Armstrong wins, He's going to fight Bobby Eaton tomorrow night on the main event. Um, and Armstrong uh, will walk away with 15K if he wins the third match tomorrow. Now, they've been doing these for a while, this whole gauntlet thing. I'm trying not to be too critical of it because it's guys I like in here. So, yes, uh, that's my. That's, I don't have a breaking point here because it's Buddy and Steve. You know, I freely can admit that. Anyway, uh, Doc, your, do you have any thoughts on this? Because we actually got people that we like finally and people yeah. who deserve the spotlight. My first note here was finally some stars. <laughs> I thought I, I thought Buddy worked hard in this match. I thought Buddy understood the assignment and was working real hard to get Armstrong over. I agree. Um, and then I thought about, started thinking about a, a variation of a conversation that we had last week. If we had these four guys in the ring, who's the biggest hillbillies? Eaton and Buddy on one side and Ricky Morton and Rich on the other side. I think Eaton. Bobby Eaton and, and, and a Buddy Lindell. Eaton and, and Buddy on one side and who on the other? Rich and Morton. Because go to the end of this match. Oh, that's a good question, Doc. It, the minute you pick one answer. of the other two, you look across the ring and see how much hillbillies on the other side of the ring. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't know if you can really. This might be it. a. T- this might be a Broadway. Yeah. So Armstrong, and this is the finish. Doc's talking about Armstrong is going going to go for the finisher off the top when Bobby Eaton pushes. Armstrong off the top rope. Budrow then pins Armstrong. So that means Budrow is going to walk away with the win. So the gauntlet is done since Steve now can't go on to tomorrow. But to the point Doc made, you literally got Buddy, Bobby Eaton, Armstrong, and who else was out there? Morton. Yeah, you got a bunch of hillbillies here, man. And I love it. 
It took us a while. It took us almost an hour to get four talents on the screen. Oh, God. <laughs> Bro, they put J.W. Storm and the Juicer out there for a match. I, I, I hate to sound like my, my woman, but I can't even. Come on. You know Ms. Doc says that a lot, too. I don't think she's ever said all, it. White women say that all the time. She doesn't say that. Yes, yeah, she does. But then again, Maybe. I do believe that your wife is whiter than mine. Okay. That's not cool. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, it's, a good, it's a good thing people can't find you on social media or anywhere in the internet. <laughs> Making a statement I'm, like that, Doc. I'm shy. Let's go to our next match. After commercials, we go to Sting and Bobby Eaton. And Doc, and you can say what you want about Sting, but those kids, you said the, it was quiet in here, but the kids have come alive and they are loud and cheering for their Stinger. The Sting chants are loud. Unfortunately, we got a commercial mid-match, but man, they gave these guys a lot of time, like almost 14 minutes, and Sting had the crowd behind him. Now, he is in there working with Bobby Eaton, but the crowd was into this, and they were cheering for Sting. What did you have from this, Doc? Um, Eaton's a bump machine here Boy. in this match. He is flying all over, and he's made – I mean, once again, somebody understood the assignment. He's making Sting look good. And so it's not that Sting – it's not that – I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. Sting can be led to good matches, but you got to be real careful what situations you put him in. And I don't think the company did him any favors in this time period. No, it's probably why they made the Black Scorpion who the Black Scorpion ends up being. <laughs> you nailed it. You took my notes from me. Uh, Eaton's a bump machine. He makes Sting look phenomenal in center stage. I mean, kind of, you know, think about it back then if you were watching this and you were watching it live. I mean, you would, you'd have enjoy, you don't like Sting, but you would have enjoyed this. This is a good match. This yeah. Is a, this is a big match for live TV. Yeah. So everything that you said the first 40 minutes was true. This can also be true. Yep. There, um, there, you know, good stuff. The whole world needs to step back for a second, slow down, and learn some nuance. Two things, two different things can be true at two different times. Very true. Very oh. true. This was now, this was a this was a quality wrestling match, and Eaton is the right kind of guy to work with Sting. No disagreement from me. I mean, you know, I'm gonna make a crazy statement. It's what kind of like putting Ric Flair in there with him, but Bobby Eaton. No, it is. I mean, Bobby Eaton's that kind of talent. I know he doesn't have the world titles Flair had. I get that. I'm just saying from a pure talent standpoint and a guy who can do it all in the ring and get in the ring with anybody and make them look great. Bob Eaton's got that trait and he's phenomenal. And he makes things look great. Now let's get to the part where they just mess it all up. Now this is my next note here is that Bobby Eaton deserves better than to be caught up in this horse shit. JR and Bob Cottle are 10 minutes or so into this match and they hear something. Let's play that. Here it is. And you certainly don't want to see an injury like that reoccur. Sting not able to even stand on that leg right now. Eaton picks it up. Now working on it. Bobby Eaton working on the leg. 
turning that knee against its its grain there. What's that? Wait a minute, I hear what is that, Jim? Oh no. Eerie music, Bob. What yeah. is that? Some, some kind of eerie music being funneled into the arena here, Jim. I don't know why. Our director knows nothing about it. I, he doesn't know where it's coming from either. Staying fighting back on beautiful Bobby. He's really hobbled by that knee, though, Jim, as he's trying to walk around the ring and he staggers around on it. Staying with the Irish whip. And the stinger splash. He nailed Eaton in the corner. I tell you, he's fighting with a tremendous amount of pain now. You, That's a scorpion. Fight, fight, stay. Fight. Fight, stay. Don't quit now. Where the heck is he? Where's it coming from? Come on, stay. Fight hard. Boy, this is weird. I can't take any more. Uh, the Black Scorpion's voice starts playing through the speakers. It, quote-unquote, distracts Sting to where he gets so angry, he ends up sending Bobby Eaton over the top rope, which was more of a backdrop over the top rope. So Sting gets DQ'd, and as you heard the Black Scorpion say, Sting has lost on television for the first time, according to Black or Scorpion. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but whatever. That, I'm not going to peel that apart. The fans... Um, they were reacting, you know, Sting got DQ'd, but I, I just, the two random dudes running in, Sting clears the ring. The fans are still chanting for Sting. The kids are into this, but man, uh, Harper, you just saw it for the first time. Uh, any thoughts? Oh, I, I don't, <laughs> why? Why is the correct answer. Why? Yeah. This is so bad. I'm he didn't come you know. out. Yeah. <laughs> he died this was this was pathetic. I have a thought about this, and I have a thought about this whole show. What? The more they try to be like WWF, the more they seem like a small independent promotion. The other thing I'm gonna say, let that sit. Hold on, I'm gonna let that sit with you for a second. No, you're right. The more they try to WWF stuff, the stupider it looks. Then I'm going to say something, and again, it's because I call it like I see it. If we're going to put the rocket ship on Sting, he deserves better than this. Doesn't mean that I like it or it's what I want to see, but he ain't, he ain't getting a fair shot here. Not at all. And so I'm not just, you just hate Sting. What did I just say? Yeah, it's not. This isn't fair to him. No, this is really this is bad. No, What's the old saying? This is no way to run a railroad. 
Man, we need a whole bunch more celebrity to do a whole bunch more stupid shit this week so that we have an open for next week. Uh, what's next week? It's bad Another good. episode of this horse shit. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, celebrities like doing dumb stuff these days, so maybe we'll be okay. Luger. Hey, I got a question. I got a question for you, Mike, because I think yeah. you're the right person to ask. Oh, Jesus. What's in that fanny pack? So Lex Luger comes out. He comes out with a big, thick chain around his neck, almost a doo-doo rope, but he's also got himself a fanny pack on. And I want to know, Mike, what's he carrying in that? I mean, his wallet and keys are in there for sure. And uh, maybe some other substances. Lip balm? Yeah, there you go. Needle? I'm not going to go there. Come on, Burp. Grow up. Joint? Grow up. Maybe. I'm, you know, I mean... Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Rubber? Nah. Um, no, I don't nah. think yeah, them, them guys didn't use those. No. <laughs> they just grabs life by the horns. That's right. All those queers can get AIDS. We're all right. Come on. Dude, that's what they would say back then. Right. <laughs> he's, just, he's just mocking the ignorance that those fools would say. Yeah, he ain't no, saying what he's saying is right. He's mocking the idiocy from them. <laughs> Pure idiocy. All right, Hopper, let's keep moving. Uh, Luger did cut a promo, and he says he had it, he's had it with Scorpion and the shenanigans, and Luger says, I will be there to watch Sting's back. Oh, he says he won't interfere, but he'll be there to watch his back. Okay. So, thanks, Lex. Uh, God, look we, at this, this, this big stupid axe. Bruh. We then go to the next match. It is the Night Stalker with Ox Baker versus Gary Jackson, Smoky Mountain alumni, the Night Stalker. He's got this stupid axe that's a prop, this medieval axe of sorts, I guess. And it's not needed. He looks better with the beard in Smoky Mountain and later on in his career. This is so bright. If he came out with, like, a real axe... Uh, it, it, it looks like a like the Halloween decoration. Independent mud show promotion. It's like the Halloween uh, 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 decoration axe. It's not metal. I, I, I don't know why they yeah. I don't know why they did this to him. Like you're debuting him. You know, I get it. Put him over strong. I'm not even opposed to Ox Baker. Why does he need the why does he need a stupid axe? The axe is just as bad as Triple H's sledgehammer. I said it, okay? Worse. Worse. This is worse because the sledgehammer was at least a real sledgehammer. Yeah, well, you're not going to use a real sledgehammer on a human being or you'd kill him. So that's the other argument. He also looks like a Joe Dirt's older brother with that clean-shaven face. He looks like a hillbilly. He needs that beard. He also needs needs to lean out his face a little bit because he looks chubby like that he's a little puffy here he's a little puffy but um, i don't mind ox baker he ain't wrestling he cuts a interesting view is 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 night stalker a baby face is he a heel what are we doing i don't think we know night stalker is going to cut a promo here it's very very quick he says um night stalker is going to put down sid vicious at the clash like that's all he said but i mean sid's supposed to be a heel he's supposed to be a horseman so Night Stalker, though, definitely comes across as a... Oh, God, this is so bad. 
No, it's not. This look, I'm not. This isn't. I can deal with this. It's the axe. The and axe just ruins. It just kills everything for me. Kills the hard on for you. Yeah. Let's keep moving because we do get a good matchup next. I gotta next. tell you, if you're not watching the video version, and you're a you're into punishment, self punishment, this is worth watching. Oh, most definitely. The next match is Brian Pillman versus Rip Rogers. Rip Rogers, forever underrated. You know, I mean, I had a I had a good time here. Yeah, me too. Because Rip's entertaining, man. He he just he not only is he solid in the ring, like as far as the moves and everything he does, but he he's just making Pillman look great with his ability to sell and just the facial expressions, and he's doing everything he can do to get over Pillman. Pillman's over, but you know what I'm saying, Doc. What did you have from this? Man, I love Rip. Um, he's a guy whose post-wrestling career actually helped him out with that Twitter feed and the knowledge and pearls he drops on folks about the business. And when you listen to um, his interviews too, and he curses like a friggin' sailor, it's awesome. Um, I, I what I love about Rip is the it's so easy. It's I mean, you just look at him and you see the pink tights and the dark beard and the blonde hair, and you're like, this guy's a fucking heel. Screams heel. It ain't that hard. No, it's very look, simple. We he's, just had yeah. a guy bring an axe to the ring, and we don't know if he's a heel or babyface, but I know who what Rip Rogers is. He's got light, Think light about pink that for a boots. Second. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Uh, I thought I thought Rip was phenomenal here, putting Pillman over. Pillman rose to the equation. Uh, this was a good match. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know what else to say. He just bumps for Pillman. He makes Pillman look great. No wasted movements. It's If you ever read Rip's Twitter and telling like young guys what to do, man, he ain't just saying it. He's a, he did it. Like he did all the things he always talks about. And I don't have his every tweet he's ever put out memorized. But I mean, a lot of what I see him say is exactly what he does in the ring. You know, thirty years ago here, he's good. He's solid. It's a good match, dude. He it's just there's not sloppiness. Pillman's a star. And everybody's need, on the same page. I need more of this on a regular <laughs> is my biggest complaint. That's it. Uh, the finish happens when Pillman blocks a Rip Rogers suplex attempt off the second rope. Pillman then uh, ends up hitting Rogers with a cross body off the top. And then Pillman's going to end up winning. I said off the second. He, he blocked the suplex from the ground. And then he goes to the, to the top and... Um, no, that's that's right. No, 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 I was wrong. He's gonna try to. That's right. He's gonna try to hit the suplex here uh, from the second, but Pillman blocks it and then hits the crossbody off the top, and Pillman's gonna win. This was good. They gave him. I love this. I love little matches like this. They give him like eight to nine minutes, and they go in there and they do their thing, and it's really just good work. And that's what you. And if I'm here. gonna like matches, this is what I'm gonna like. Not a bunch of dives and flips and shit. He's using the same finish as Tom Zink. Wonder when they'll be a team again. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, I'll keep the show moving. Sid Vicious destroys a gentleman by the name of Scott Sandling, and uh, it lasts like no time. 
Doc, anything from it? Who's I, I don't know why I had this note here. Who's better at promos, Ox or Thunderbolt? Ox. Oh. Really? I'm sorry. Poor, I'm t- poor quack quack. I'm sorry, Duck Bozard. I love you. You you're a great man. You're a wonderful father. You're you're How in the How do you Chris- know that? Have you you're seen his Chris- kids? How yes, do you know? Maybe they're you, maybe they're complete, just terrible people. Yeah. You're 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 on the Chris Zoncha level of uh, fatherhood and whatnot. And dude, I, I agree with you on damn near everything. I'm sorry, Ducky. Thunderbolt Patterson is not one of them. If you move, if you move, Oli, I'm so full up to here. <laughs> what? Okay. If I could figure out a way for Harper to work that into a Wildcat promo, I'd... If you move! I'd recommend it. But the people would look at him like, Who, is he high? Did he smoke a joint before he walked out here? <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. Okay, so we then go to Jim Ross. Uh, let me, let me, let me force fat. I got to get back to this. It's uh, hold on. I'm trying to get to this. We still got to figure out what's in the damn box, right? What's in the box? So, so let's what's go now box? to Jr. and Bob Cottle. Oh, go ahead, Hopper. What were you about to say? Nothing. All right, here it is. Another very impressive victory for Sid Vicious, who says emphatically he will be the next world's heavyweight champion. Now, fans, so we're gonna take a look here in just a moment at what happened here last week on World Championship Wrestling. The deal was finalized between Teddy Long and Nature Boy Ric Flair. At the Clash of Champions on Tuesday night, November the 18th, it'll be either Ric Flair or Arn Anderson against either Ron Simmons or Butch Reed. That'll be determined by a coin toss right before the match. Now, if the Horsemen win, they get a rematch for the World Tag Titles at Starcade. If uh, either of Long's men win, well then he will win Ric Flair's Rolls Royce limousine and Flair's own 65-foot yacht. We got this box a little bit earlier today. It says deliver to Theodore R. Long. We're going to try to get Teddy Long out here in a little while, but uh, then open this present, I guess. But, Bob, yeah, the, the stakes at the clash are really high. Jim, that's right. And this is a very interesting situation with Doom and the Horsemen. As you say, we've got two pieces of tape we want all of the fans to go back and see. First, last week when the deal was finalized with you right here on World Championship Wrestling. And then this week when our cameras caught up with Theodore R. Long as he was looking over the prizes that he says are going to be his after the Clash of Champions. Fans, we want you to see them. Let's watch them both right now. All right, so they replay last week and the stuff that they talk about with Ric Flair's limo and yacht. Uh, So that's the first thing we go to here. And then I got to fast forward a little bit to get to... um, This is... I can't really play it all because we're in... There's there's music playing, and I don't want to get a strike. Let me see if I can get some of this in. If I'll have to stop it if the music plays out. Oh, boom! I can call the World Tag Team Champions right now. Maybe the Godmother. I can tell about it. Oh. What is it, pal? I'm sorry, sir. Mr. Ripley wants you to leave. Hey, you don't be telling me what to do. After November 20th, you won't be working for Rick Flair no more. You'll be working for me, okay? I'll tell you what you can do for me. How about driving me down to the boat, because that's going to be mine, too. Sir, it's not that far from me. You can walk from here. Okay, pal. I'll remember you after November 20th. You may not have a job. Well, I guess I'll walk down and take a look at the boat because it's going to be mine, too. The nerve of that guy throwing me out of the limousine. I may not even hire him. All right, so Teddy was in Rick's limo, supposedly, and now he then stumbled upon Rick's yacht called the Magnificent Obsession. And I'll 
go back to it in a second as soon as the music stops as Teddy is just gazing over Flair's yacht thinking it's going to be his. Uh, here, let me go to it. I hate to say it. I thought the music was done. Hold on. I think I'll take a look at my boat. Teddy. Hey, me, the world tag team champions, the Godmama, Butch Reed, Ron Simmons, they're going to be proud of me. I've got this. Sir, can I help you? No, you can't help me. I'm here to take a look at my boat. Are you the same guy that was bothering our limo driver I'm earlier? not the guy. I'm the godfather, Teddy Long, manager of the world champions, okay? Well, I'm sorry. Mr. Flair told me you'd be here, and I can't let you aboard. Would you say that to Butch Reed or Ron Simmons? <laughs> I think you'd better fetch me a cold one, pal, while I go inside and take a look at my boat. All right, here we go, baby. This is the light. Mayday, mayday. I can see it now. Godfather Teddy Long, so Brother Butch Reed, Ron Simmons. Hey, I've got it all. Hmm. Let's check this out. Wow, let's see. Oh, what have I got here? Oh, I can put a little soul music in here now. All right, here we go. Now, let's to turn it down before it gets copyrighted. He starts playing Doom's music. He's in like the kitchen area of the yacht. He's having a good time. He's that looks like when they shot a uh, fucking big pussy. That's Probably. the same thing I thought. <laughs> I thought it too. Uh, at one point he says, after November 20th, I'm changing the name from the Magnificent Obsession to Godfather's Soul Machine. Eventually, the boat security gets tired of Teddy Long's nonsense and throws Long off. And uh, that's kind of how this uh, part of this segment wraps up. So before we go any further, Doc, any other thoughts on this? This was so bad at acting. The only thing I was waiting for was the godmother to get plowed on camera. Oh, come on. This was porn acting, dude. I keep waiting. I'm expecting someone to throw him in the water. Yeah. No, they don't throw him in the water. I thought I thought next. the same like, thing. Wah, 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 and they go throw him in the water. Yeah. Or Claire's going to come out and, and, and throw him in. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Doc? I'm going to keep going on. Play some more. It was pretty bad. <laughs> Teddy is just trying to get his hands on the Godfather soul machine once he renames it. Let's go now back to... What did Tennessee. you think about him just raking over the controls and the steering wheel in the yacht yeah i mean he he, he don't give a damn but until that security th throws him out okay he's, he's he's putting his hands on it it's his let's go back to center stage by the looks of that video teddy you are pretty confident that you're going to win the yacht and the rolls royce both personal property of uh, nature boy rick flair well the main reason i'm out here today jim ross is i want to extend a special invitation to you and you too bobby Collar, to ride that limousine down peace street and i might even take y'all on the boat with me and the god mama how about that well thanks for the invitation we'll keep that in mind but we got this box for you uh this was delivered right before we went in the air wasn't it bob special delivery theodore long delivered to Theodore Long, here you are, Teddy. No, I, I, don't you I, want to open it? No, I don't want to open it. What, what, what do I want to open it for? It's to you. It's to you. Special delivery, Theodore R. Long says right here, deliver to Theodore R. Long. You want to open the present? No, I'm not going to open it. How can you assure me that this box didn't come from the horseman? You know the black scorpions running around with all that voodoo and hoodoo and stuff. I'm not opening that box. I don't need no box. 
You're not interested in opening it? I'm not interested in opening it. That's what you got me out here for to look at a box that don't belong to me. Oh, I don't well, he's not interested in opening his own present, ladies and gentlemen. Well, maybe he'll change his mind. Uh, we'll be back with more World Championship Wrestling. Morton and Hayes grudge match still to come on TBS. So Teddy's definitely in the wrestling business because he's like, no, I'm not opening that box because I've seen too much nonsense around here, too much working. And it's probably from the horseman, and Lord knows it'll explode or something. Doc, I know you said it's bad acting, but any thoughts on Teddy here? It's a chauffeur outfit, isn't it? Uh, I guess we're going to find out. I've never think... seen it. I'm guessing. I have no clue. Uh, we're going to find out. It. We're not going to find out this week, are we? Yeah, it doesn't happen this week. It's, uh, oh, next... this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> 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 well we keep moving and we go to michael hayes versus ricky morton in singles competition i don't know is. what hayes there's rocky king little richard marley uh i don't know what hayes has painted on his face it's like tears or something or streaks under his eyes it gets more res- ridiculous i think by it's the supposed week. to be like blood dripping from his eyes huh it looks dumb but of course your buddy javorski he's you know dropping his pants and going off to it anyway uh doc thoughts on they they give them a lot of time uh thoughts on this at least there's some heat here there's a reason for us being in this yes yeah and p.s hayes is always better when there's some heat agreed this, this would have been better. And, and, and so I didn't have a lot about the match because I kind of told you everything I thought. I, I, my my whole thing was it wasn't the worst way in the world to end it. Well, there's still a match after this, but it's a real quick one. No, I meant the match. Oh, I got you. Yeah. So the way the match ends is Little Richard Marley, um, he trips Morton, but Morton recovers and hits Hayes with a crossbody. Morton is about to win. But Garvin, there's a trip. Garvin's going to come in and interfere. And Garvin uh, hits him with the... Um, or Garvin interferes and we get a DQ. I'm sorry. I almost said he hit him with the DDT. Tommy Rich comes in and helps Morton. But then Eaton comes in and turns the tide for the Freebirds. And then Doc's favorite wrestler and Harper's favorite wrestler, El Gigante, comes in to make the save. Oh, Jesus. And he body slams Eaton. And, uh, yeah, that's how... No resolution... They had to get Elegante involved in this, and that's probably the worst thing they could have done considering the other guys that are in the ring. Yeah, the silence tells it all, right, with Elegante? I don't understand why the Higante's out there. Bro, just wait till they start trying to put, well, they're not going to put a rocket strap on his back, but... Uh, have you ever seen Doc? I know you haven't seen any of these. Have you ever seen when he and when he Flair's cutting promos on Elegante? Have you ever no. seen? <laughs> oh yeah. boy, you're gonna be mad. But I just thought I'd bring it up. The sad part here is we've got further down to go. We haven't hit rock bottom. Have I think we? there's something to that, but there's also you got to remember Arn's still here. there's a lot of talent here right now and it's terrible no there's going to be a lot of talent when you think the bottom is hitting i actually think this is i don't know man like we've seen so much bad stuff i don't know if i can worse 
I don't know can, if we can... Everything can always get worse. Everything can always get worse, but, I mean, I think we've seen the bottom. Like, we're in the bottom. We started from like the bottom, be, now I, we're here. Right. <laughs> I like to be in the bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the last match on the show tonight is the Nasty Boys versus Keith Hart and Neil Allen. It's really quick, a big elbow drop by Sags, and the Nasty Boys end up getting a win. Uh, I didn't really have much other than the finish here, Doc, because it's what it is. The Nasties get the win. What? Anything from you, Doc? Nasties continue to put together an inspired streak where they're actually working. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, no other way to put it. Like, this is what you'd expect. I mean, I have no problem with this. No, no, no. This is what it needs to be. So then I'm going to fast forward and get us to the, I'm going through the finish here, get us through the, the close of the show. We got Bob Cottle and JR, and they still have this present for Teddy Long, and they need to give it to Teddy and so we can see what it is, right, Doc? Well, What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the fucking box, Mike? All right, ladies and gentlemen, the Nasty Boys getting ready for their steel cage showdown with the Steiners. And don't forget, tomorrow on the main event, it will be beautiful Bobby and Tracy Smothers one-on-one. Arn Anderson will defend the World Television Championship, and we'll let you know who Rick Steiner will be running the gauntlet with next week on the Power Hour, Bob. But Teddy Long, I I would thought he would have wanted to open his present. I I don't know what I'm going to do with this, Jim. I still got it. It's not addressed to me. It's addressed to him. I don't dare open somebody else's package. Well, we don't have a lot of time here left on the program. As a matter of fact, you know, when anybody gives me a present... I want to open it up uh, yeah. and, you know, kind of see what's going on. Wait, here, you want aren't to, you curious he, in the least bit about this? No, I'm not curious about it. I don't want... Hey, I just thought about something. That may be my early Christmas present. The godmother may have sent me my Christmas present. Okay. All you right, let's go. You want to open it up? Are yeah, you sure you want to open oh. it up? There we go. Right, it could be money. It's not heavy. It could be money. It could be from the godmama. It could be from our city hall. Yeah, I tell you what. Yeah, let's open it up. Well, fans, I wish we had time. We're running out of time. We'll open it up next Saturday right here on World Championship Wrestling. We'll see you next week. Don't help me to come out here all day and don't open the box up. We're going to open it up next week so everybody here can see it. You waited too long. You snooze, you lose. JR, you snooze, you lose, pal. I actually like the way they ended that because now it makes you want to tune in next week. Whatever. Uh, to f- find out what's in the box. Uh, just watch the next one for like the first 30 seconds to see what it is. I don't think they show it at the very beginning. You know, they no, got to no string you along. <laughs> uh, that's how they go off air. So we need to rate it, hand out some Rolexes if that's at all possible these days. Before we do that, I need to remind you all, hey, Hopper is still doing his video shout outs and relationship advice and cutting promos yeah. on family members that you hate. So please email him, chrisharper16wildcat at gmail.com. If you'd like a video, shout out, relationship advice, or cut a promo on a friend or a relative that you hate or love, make sure you email him, chrisharper16wildcat at gmail.com. But more importantly, uh, when you email him to tell him what you want in your video, you also have to PayPal him to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. And when you do that, uh, he'll get the money and he'll be able to then cut your promo or do whatever you want him to do. Uh, remember, if you want props, you'll need to send a little bit extra, especially with inflation these days. Uh, he's probably going to need a little bit more to get your prop. Uh, but make sure you do that and uh, get you a video shout out from Hopper. Then uh, also, don't forget to get the clash that Doc and I review coming up in a couple in a week and a half. That is, or about two weeks. Uh, you're going to have to go to tinyurl.com/patreonbtt. Hey man, look. 
Inflation is making everything go up in price. You know what hadn't gone up in price? BTT Patreon. That's right. So become a patron, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, and get over get access to over 300 exclusive Patreon episodes on our Patreon feed, the video versions of these, and tons of other stuff. Uh, and then last but not least, tinyurl.com slash Amazon is the BTT Amazon Associates link. You can use that link when you're shopping on Amazon. The show gets a little bit of support in return, so please use that link each and every time you shop on Amazon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. All right, Doc, the hard part is here. Rate it, Rolex. Uh, which one you want to take? Go first. Let's rate this thing. And so while there's so many problems, we sell lots of super southern superstars. It was like a Smoky Mountain episode out there and felt like at the end with that box and Caudill and Ross, it really was a Smoky Mountain show. A couple of debuts. Probably not as bad as I said that when I texted y'all the other night. I was I was fussy after the first 35 minutes of this shit. I may surprise you here. I'm going to say C-. minus. Oh, wow. No, I'm not shocked. I'm going to give it a C. Um, really? And Yeah, and the reason being, I'm going to tell you, you why. What are you going to give it, Harper? A fucking uh, an F. Enough. Well, no, like, even... I'll give it a D because we had Sting and uh, Bobby uh, and and, uh, and Bobby Eaton. You actually just hit the reason I gave it a C. First off, I had Steve Armstrong in there. Uh, oh, yeah. Armstrong some, and Buddy. You had Armstrong. Rip and Pillman. You had Sting right. and Eaton. And then you had Morton and Hayes. I'm giving it a C, too. Yeah, I'm giving it a C. And the the, the problem is... You just named four matches there, Doc, that, that were fine. Some of the finishes were a little wonky, especially that Black Scorpion stupidity. But the finish, like, you know, you had talent there. It's just that the bad stuff was so bad, it kills the stuff that you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Now, as I say that, we got to give out the Rolex. And I'm giving mine to Bobby Eaton for his match with Sting because, one, he was a bumping machine. And, two... He had to deal with that just terrible finish through no fault of his. Bobby Eaton's my Rolex. C for the rating. What about who's getting your Rolex, Doc? I'm going to give mine to, to uh, Rip Rogers for many of the same reasons, minus the Scorpion. I see no issue with that. What about you, Harper? Who are you giving yours to? I don't know, bro. I'll, um, the box. <laughs> the box? I don't know. The mystery box. I give it to you? You got to watch Seven, A, because it's one of the best movies ever, and I'm not joking with you on that. And then you'll know what's in the box so that when Harper and I are telling you what's in the box, it'll make sense. 10-4, Bubba. I'll, I'll get on that. I mean, I don't know. As soon as I get a it, you got Brad Pitt in that movie. You got Kevin Spacey, who did some bad things, so you, you can't cancel him because you got to watch this. And then... Right in y'all's community, you got Morgan Freeman, who's a badass actor. Oh, I was going to ask you where the brother's at because I heard a bunch He's of... the brother, and he's the okay. voice of reason. So, yeah, I'm just speaking so you're for the... you're going to love it. Strong Great. black lead. So Michael Angel and Silva and uh, all the brothers out there who listen to the show, they they and Everstar, they all were happy when you finally named Morgan Freeman. So there we go. He's he's the, He is the... He's the true star of the movie. I love Morgan Freeman. I, I'm just saying, you know, once you taught movie. me the handshake, I saw the world a different way. 
Thought you'd a handshake. Wow. I'm sure it's <laughs> streaming right. somewhere. I'm sure you can. Okay, um, fuck it. Um, Sting. Fuck it. Oh, he was going back to giving up the Rolex. All right, cool. Who gives a shit? Who gives oh, a yeah. fuck? Sting gets it. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, before I, I get this, out of here. I think this episode put Harper in a bad mood. It certainly did. Right? And the thing is, it's like, it's not, it's going to keep happening. Mm. No, this is the bottom, I think. No. And it's going to, and it's, it's. We haven't seen Elegante. We have, it's going to get worse. It's the bottom. I'm telling you, it's the bottom. It's going to get, it's, but the thing is, it's like. Then what's after this? I mean, look, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong about certain. I mean, you got a uh, buddy PN News Jr. ain't gonna like this out there listening, but we, you know, we gonna have to deal with PN News, and I mean, there's some stuff Austin. you got to deal yeah, with. Yeah, because I'm thinking, okay, Steve Austin's gonna come in. Rude Rick, comes back Bruce, eventually. Yeah, Rude's gonna uh, jump in. You got Vader uh, will be, uh, you know, mainstay. Will be a big player again. Yeah, Wind. Yeah. Like you, you're gonna you Pillman and Austin. Okay. Then we're gonna be like, okay. Yeah, you, uh, I mean, you're you're like hitting. I'm telling you, I think this is the bottom. I'm I'm. Look, I'm not saying we're in the eye of the hurricane yet, but we're gonna be okay. Yeah, we we just got to keep going, man. I mean, that's it. Hey, that's what all we could do is, is is just we can't control what they do. We can only control what we do. <laughs> okay, Mister Motivation. <laughs> all right. We can't well, worry about who's not here. We can only worry about who is here. Oh, God. that's the right. inches we need are everywhere. <laughs> Greatest it's speech in, in cinema in history. Every play of the game. Now I'm too old. I can't do it for you. You got to look at his eyes. Because I think when you look at him, he's going to fight for that. On this team, we fight for that inch. You know what? On this team, we claw with our fingernails for that inch. Hey, you know what? Let me help you sell. Let me help you sell right now. Somebody out there ought to buy Harper reading that speech. (laughs) On the video. (laughs) Fuck, not many times I've fucking seen that. Me too. But somebody ought to get Harper with a rolled up piece of paper delivering yeah. that piece <laughs> like Gina. That'd be a that'd be a you ought to NFT that some bitch. I don't know what that somebody means, but you should do it. Need needs to get Harper to to do that on a video shout out. That speech is four and a half minutes of greatness. Yeah, they used to play it on the Dallas sports radio station. Um, every time in the playoffs during the big run, when the Mavericks were facing an elimination, a game seven, whatever, they would start the show with that whole speech from beginning to end. Bro, and you could see the guy starting to get up, and, mm-hmm. and in comes Willie Beam, and he starts getting closer as the further it goes. Yeah. And then they're just ready to come out there, and then they take the field, and somebody's fucking eyeball fell out. That speech will make you run through a wall. But the thing is, is that movie that movie was had such great moments, and then like the worst stupid shit ever. Oh yeah, yeah. Was- we should do we should do a movie review on on that that. Uh, on uh, any given Sunday. You know what Patreon. I was thinking we should do? 
do a movie review of just a really shitty fucking movie. You mean Mystery Science Theater 3000? Something like that, yeah. Well, Something I, really fucking bad. Because I don't care okay. how stupid it was. I popped when LT saw his fucking, <laughs> his fucking was... shit in half and said on any team there's two halves. So here's a, <laughs> I, I am fine with doing a shitty movie, Hopper, but I, you and I talked about this years ago. We have got to review Weird Science. Hmm, right. but I've ever seen it. If what for anything, <laughs> if for <laughs> anything, Hopper, for the bar scene. Yeah, the bar scene that is great, man. That is one of a number of <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> scenes in that movie. And I don't mind taking a few weeks and going, you know, clip the 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 big moments. Like, not clip them, mm-hmm. but like just the sound bites to make, mark some timestamps down. Because that movie is is tremendous and the bar scene is second to none so we got to do that before we do we do a shitty what shitty movie would you want to do to harper any given sunday no no like a bad movie something really fucking horrible yeah we did we need to let harper pick it that way he can just just rip promo after promo because that'll make it gold there was a movie that Luke loved as a kid. And I was like, are you being fucking for real? <laughs> it was this movie. I remember seeing it at the video store back in the day. It was called The Barbarians. And there was these two muscle-bound twins that were like as big as like fucking Lou Ferrigno. They were fucking huge. They had the long hair like fucking Conan, and it was called the uh, the Barbarians, and it was like kind of like a Conan Beastmaster type of thing, and it was so fucking bad. And Luke's like, God, I used to love that movie. I was like, What the fuck is wrong with you? No, well, he tells Luke that often though, so you know. It was such a bad fucking movie. You don't remember the name of it? The the uh the barbarians. It was that called was the, the barbarians, the yeah, barbarians. Well, yeah, look it up. All right, let's let's look it's it these, up. Um, it's two. Well, here is a review wins. of it from Michael Wilmington of the L.A. Times. Seldom has a movie looked so good and sounded so dumb, referring to the moronic dialogue and constant bellowing of Peter and David Paul. Released March 20th of 1987, 35 years ago, last week, and the box office uh, was 800 grand. Mm, that's not going to draw, that didn't oh, draw money. Fuck, I didn't think it actually came out in the theater. It says box office, 800 grand, if you believe the internet, IMDb. God, this movie is it's, so bad. It's, out, of 10, out of a 10 rating, it's got 4.9. <laughs> oh god alright Hopper decide on it pick the movie and we'll figure out a Friday or something to, to, well we'll figure out yeah we'll have to figure out a, a well, night to do it the, uh, the fucking Patreon uh, members uh, pick one. Oh god should, no no we should I do can't. like no 
Bro, we'll, we, like, we'll be watching something called the Spank Bank. How about we take five movies and then we let the patrons pick one of those five movies? Okay, get on that, Hopper. Get on the All five right. movies. Uh, send me the names of them. I mean, because and, they're paying for this shit. Yeah, we'll 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 <laughs> we'll five movies, Hopper. All five right. movies, and no, because he's. I can put a, you know, I mean. I got, we can you, put I got it, you. We can put it on Patreon. On Patreon, you can put a poll. And not like a poll that the strippers dance Come on, guys. On. Calm down. You can put a poll up and they can vote on Patreon. So I'll know which member, which, you know, just Patreon members voting what they would have voted for. Yeah. And maybe maybe not five, Hopper. Maybe you only need to come up with three. I mean, you know. Okay, yeah. Oh, All you right. know, smaller number, but. All right. Now we ain't saying when it'll be done, but uh, yeah, we'll 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 post it once Hopper once Hopper sends me that. Uh, among the other hundred things we still got to do. On that note, we're gonna get it ready to get out of here. Uh, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Marotta and Michael Quinn, the Northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, please support them. They cover the Northern side of professional wrestling's history. They cover the South. Uh, and then check out Mike Pru and JV on the Bottom Line Cast, which is a uh, podcast on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And they also handle the ECW show on the Patreon feed. Uh, that's all I got. Doc, if you have nothing else, let me know. And I can throw it to Hopper to close this puppy out. You got anything, Doc? Uh-uh. All right, Hop, hit the tagline. Fuck you, bitch.